guys welcome and thank you for tuning in if you're a new listener yay and if you're a returning listener welcome back to kishi's ball i hope you have been doing great and i hope summer is going really fine so without much ado we'll get into today's topic and you know what we're discussing today is sort of really dead to my heart and this is because you know it was a struggle for me you know at some point and it's something that i consciously had to put in efforts to you know i had to learn to do it and it's not to say that oh i haven't figured out or something you know i'm definitely still a work in progress so i'll say learning to pray you know learning to pray is is something that every believer would come across in their work with god it's something you have to meet at some point you know while you're working with god and so i had this burden in my heart to share this with to share this on my podcast you know because we casually make phrases like oh prayer works you know prayer changes it changes things oh there's power in prayer oh just pray about it you know we casually make phrases like this but what happens when you do not really feel like praying what happens when you know it's just really hard for you to pray so on today's episode we would be demystifying a lot of you know popular beliefs right and I have someone really special here to me. Someone really special to me is, you know, on my podcast today. And I'm super, super excited to have her here. She's a law graduate. Amen. <laughs> and importantly, I like to call her a lover of God. Today with me is Tommy Oni. Thank you, Tommy, for joining me today. I certainly do not take it for granted. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a few things and also say hi to the listeners? Well, hi guys. My <laughs> name is Uni Olua Tommy. Uh, I would have said I'm a fifth year law student of Babcock University, but God has changed my Amen. story. <laughs> um, I am a law graduate. At the time you'll be listening to this, by God's grace, I will be a graduate. Um, I'm 21 years old. By the time you listen to it, I will be 21. <laughs> um, but yeah, like like Tess said, I'm just a young girl who, who loves God, who discovered God, hmm. um, and who loves God. And my, my life is um, lived from that consciousness that, I mean, God first loved me, and then in as a response to his love for me, I love him back. And that that's how my life is. So yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> Thank you. So you know, when I when I had this topic on my mind and I was like, am I going to discuss this alone? It's not as if you haven't figured out. And it told me I, I feel like it's not a mistake that your name dropped on my mind. And immediately I texted to you to me, I want to do this if you actually was, you know, I was really happy when she showed excitement. Let's start like this, right? And I feel like many people will be able to relate to some of these popular beliefs that we want to demystify today. So some people would say that, oh, I cannot pray because I don't know what to say or how to say it. And it's not because they're not interested in praying. I mean, <laughs> like we already know that prayer is important, right? So what would you say to the people who are in that um, school of thought that, oh, I don't know how to pray or there's a certain way I should say it or, you know, so what would you say about that? Um, I think I'm going to start by saying that a lot of things that we have learned about prayer um, were not from our own experiences of prayer. So we mm. were thoughts like, you know, 
um, from being children, pray like this, our father go to heaven, bless this food, Lord just those are like things we grew up around when yeah. you want to pray about me. I remember my mom used to always ask us to pray over our food before we eat it. So me, because me I love food, I always love food. So me I'll have eating maybe they give us plantain, I'll have eating like two. They wanna say, I told me, have you prayed? And I say, Wow, I'll not hold my stomach. I'll not put one hand over the food. I'll say, bless this food, Lord just say amen. Plus the one in my stomach, plus the one I'm about to eat. Bless everything, you just say amen. So my, my point is, a lot of things we have learned about prayer were told to us. We never really discovered prayer as as a thing that is to be desired. And I think that that really changes a lot of things. I think that that example I just gave of how I was praying as a child, I think that religion has done something to us in the sense that it has taken the childlike nature in place of prayer away from us. So we're very focused about the construct the construction of our sentences or how to properly arrange what we want to tell God or ah, hmm. am I making sense to God or does it God are you getting what I'm saying or let's say you're praying in a, in a social gathering where ah, there are big people there you want to make sure your English is right or you're saying the right things I think that you know a childlike prayer makes prayer even more simple and how is a childlike prayer let a child will always tell you as it is a child does not have shame about telling you what they want. So I remember when I was younger, it, when I don't want to go to school, I would first of all tell you, I have a dick. Once I tell you, I have a dick, just know that Tommy doesn't want to go to school. Mom, I say, Tom, Tom, why don't you, why, why is your head paining you? She'll not say, we are coming, let me pray for it. She'll pray for it. I'll say, Mom, your prayer did not work. Next time, no, she'll not say, oh, you are hungry. Once they say, oh, you are hungry, my problems have been solved. So what am I saying? It says, a child has the honesty required in prayer and the simple heart that prayer requires. And I think that's the easiest way to demystify prayer. Go to God as a child, literally. Like, be open and transparent because this person already knows you. So there's no point trying to arrange your thoughts or look or trying to look good for this he person. He already exactly mm-hmm. he already knows you. Like there's no need there's no need to dress up to go and meet God. Like literally just be come a child. Come as you are. As simple you know how they always say come as you are. Come as you are. Come to Jesus <laughs> as you are. As simple as it is, there's so much truth in it in terms of come to Jesus like a child. Run to him like a child like see God I God eh, I'm not happy about this. Will happen to this will happen to me today. I'm not even fine God that potter. <laughs> God, if I catch her, you know what happened to her. God, that because exam. God, it's because of you. God, that exam showed me pep. I remember hmm, my university days. I remember the experience mid semester, second semester. I wrote it and I came back to my home. I first of all said, God, did you did you play with my mind? Did you trust me? The experience. experience too. <laughs> I first of all said, God, were you playing with me? Because I don't understand what happened there. Mm-hmm. There was no pressure to first of all say, you know, normally you we've learned to say, first of all, say, God, I thank I you. I thank you. I didn't say God, I thank you, because that's how it was for me. Like it was real to me in that form. So I think the realness and the childlike nature and the childlike simplicity of prayer should never be taken away from us. That, that's why I think demystifies prayer to a large extent. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Thank you very much. So I've also heard some people say that um I don't think God will listen to me or because of what I've done of what I or what or what I have not done you know they they feel like there's a requirement to talk to God right so what would you say about this is there really a requirement do I have to do certain things to be able to appear before the throne of grace like people will say so really what do you think um I will start by saying that in our world today prayer is more of an action to move and impotent God 
So mm. we pray in the sense that if I pray, I can move God's hand over that situation. So God is now more like an impotent God that needs your prayer to move. Mm. And, and God is not an impotent God that needs your prayer to move. Without your prayer, God will move. But I think prayer is just an invitation to let God in. Um, somewhere in Revelations talks about how behold I stand at the door and knock if you would allow me in. I think that's the most important factor of the calm nature of God in the sense that he would rather have you invite him over his situation. That doesn't mean that your prayer is what makes him walk. But I think your prayer is more of an invitation to let him walk. Now, mm-hmm. I will go back to examples in the Bible of people who were not righteous, who didn't have the requirement. So this is to answer like the requirement question. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at, what's that short guy's name? Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a thief. Let's, not, let's, let's call it that. Zacchaeus was a thief. Short guy that wanted to see Jesus. And when he saw Jesus, people were like, what's wrong with this guy? The guy had stolen people's money. So just imagine that senator that lives in your estate. That you people know that he's driving the big cars because of your taxes. Imagine that senator. Imagine that local government chairman. That was Zacchaeus and Jesus met with Zacchaeus and Jesus there was no Jesus literally looked at Zacchaeus and said today I would make my house salvation has come to your house I would come to yours I would eat with you so if you also look at the two robbers that were crucified with Jesus they were sinners Um, in the history of the Bible it records that people who died by hanging on the cross were people who committed the worst sins so it was a shameful death in those you know how nowadays if you die like if you face the death penalty in law it's more of the most extreme form of crimes you could have committed mm-hmm. exactly so in those days dying by like dying on a cross was a very shameful way to die and so jesus died in the midst of two shameful guys two robbers one on the left one on the right i don't even remember which one it was but there was one who spoke to jesus and said if you could save us if you could prepare a place for us in paradise, if you could remember just me. remember me in paradise. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, I assure you that because of this, you are, re- you are remembered in paradise forever. That guy was a sinner. He didn't meet the requirements to pray to God. Chicken mm-hmm. So I think that those examples show you. And, and then again, Roman, I think it's Romans 8 verse 5 that says that um, this is how God showed his love towards us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ, Christ died, died for us. us. I think that there was one day I was reading, I was like, ah, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And God stopped me <laughs> and said, examine the word while. The English word while. Mm. While means that in the midst of that situation. So while I was pregnant, I was still pregnant when it happened. Does that make sense? Yeah. While I was sleeping. It happened when, do you understand? In the during. period, during the time span of which I was sleeping. Now, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Meaning that in the state where we were unable to please God, God mm. taught us worthy of dying for. My point is, if God could die for us when we were unworthy, there is nothing we can do to get worthy to pray to Him. So mm. there is no requirement to pray to God. Sinners pray to God and their prayers get answered. Mm-hmm. But I think that what makes prayer different for a believer is that it moves from a place of just talking to God as far as a sinner. I'm just telling God, oh God, come and hear me. For a believer, it goes to a place of intimacy. Mm. The place of, I can share my heart with this person. I can share my deepest parts with this person. Things about me that my friends can't know. I can talk to this person. So prayer goes beyond just a chore to a conversation and a growth of intimacy. If I was very interested in a guy, I would be very interested in having conversations with him. Mm-hmm. It's very important to me, maybe because I'm a conversationalist. Maybe it may not work that way for other people. There are ways that you grow intimacy, and I think that prayer is a way to grow intimacy. intimacy. God, God. Yeah. Hmm, valid point. Thank you, Toby. Thank you. So, do you think that some people have? 
the gift of yeah pity like now must tell me oh tell me you you have the gift of prayer i don't know who that is but, <laughs> but me oh i don't have the gift of prayers what do you think you think is um some people would let's say have the upper hand when it comes to praying or people are just better at it you know what would you say about it can i learn to pray can i grow at what i do i think that everything can be learned every single thing can be learned um prayer included hmm. if i look at the, the professors who taught me in uni i don't know more than they do they know they have years of experience under their belt there's a great man professor Agbede, that taught me I, I love how i'm referring to uni pastors it is sweet <laughs> and I so, um, professor Agbede is, I, I remember um hosting an event in school and I read like his bio. Um, his bio, mm. and he spoke about how he became a professor. I think in nineteen eighty something, nineteen seventy something. And I was like, that was probably even before my parents finished uni. Like this man has been a professor for that long. My point is, he didn't get there. Mm. He didn't just wake up and find himself. Yeah. Years of practice, years of doing, made him get there. Mm. I think the same applies to prayer. Mm. You don't just stumble upon desiring to pray more. I understand. See, I, I'm telling you from a place of personal experience. I'm coming from a place where prayer was a chore to me. I would rather not pray than pray. But I think, with first of all, growing my relationship with Jesus and understand that prayer is not just a chore. It is me talking to Jesus. So the more I want to talk to Him, sorry, the more I grow my relationship with Him, I think the more I want to talk to Him. So you want to check in with Him, exactly. Like, like, you know, come on, God, I'm broke. And there's, there's this popular saying that uh, God's room wasn't built in a day. And exactly. in reality, room you have is like playing yeah. bricks upon bricks yeah. upon bricks. Yeah. And I think that even with like the depth of conversation you have in prayer, so beyond the quantity, the quality, like what are the things I talk to God about? I think time, spending time talking to Jesus improves that. So there are times where there, there were times where I couldn't tell God what my problems were. I knew that he knew my problems, but I couldn't just bring myself to open my mouth and say, God, this is what I am struggling with. Because I was more focused, and a lot of Christians, or not Christians, are more focused, or they see the bulk or the load of the quantity, like spending time, spending, mm, how, how less enough for 30 minutes, how less enough for one hour, rather than, what am I really talking, talking to, to Jesus about? about? Mm. I think that, to grow your prayer life, or to grow like in, the, in praying more, I think your focus should be more of the quality than the quantity. I think the quality changes everything. everything. Yeah, that's what I think. So this one, eh, <laughs> I don't know if you have felt that way before, but you know, people who think that um, God answers some people's prayer more than he does, maybe answers mine, or maybe hear testimonies of like, God ah, told me, that kind of thing. Like, are these people not, people are not even doing as, you know, up to what I'm doing, you know, or they're not even as religious as I am, or they're not even Christians, like that. So, how how do you, how do you, you know, handle such situations when you feel like God answers some people's prayers more than yours, or you feel like he doesn't even answer your prayers at all? I think that one of the greatest frustrations of, of Christians in our world today is the frustration of unanswered prayers. I think, it, and it's such a tangible mm. thing, and a relevant thing. Me, even sitting here talking to you on this podcast, I can relate strongly to the frustration of unanswered prayers. And I think because of unanswered prayers, a lot of people are driven to the point of prayerlessness rather mm. than perseverance in prayer. So because everyone faces the frustration of my prayers are not getting answered like I wanted to or at the time I wanted yes. to be answered, mm. it drives people to two extremes. It's either, it either drives you to 
severe perseverance and patience and waiting on the Lord or it drives you to prayerlessness. I think that I sympathize with people, even myself, who who go through that place of feeling like, God, why aren't you answering my prayers? Is there something I'm not doing? Or is there something I'm doing that is making you not answer my prayers? I want to first of all say that God is inclined to your prayers. He's inclined to hearing you. Hmm. Um, I, I, I think that you know, there's so many factors affect why prayers are not getting answered. Are you praying it right? Hmm. Are you praying the right things? Is it God's will? Um, I, I remember speaking to, to a couple of girls that we you know, just about got together. I remember speaking to them about how I had prayed to God to win an election in my third year in uni and I wanted it with all my heart. I first of all asked God, God, should I go for the election? And I equated God saying go for the election to, to mean that God meant that I would win the election. Does that make sense? So I thought that because God had said, I'm fine. You know, elections say, hi, my name is Olivia. I'm fine. That word, I, I, it never goes dry during the election So because I thought God was saying that, okay, vie for the post of, I thought it meant that God was saying you would win. So I think that sometimes also recognizing that even in what we think is an unanswered prayer, there is, a, there is answers to prayer in it. Mm. I, I think that I mean, I may be asking God for a new phone, or I may be asking God for an opportunity. God, I want to jabber. Literally, that, that's every Nigerian youth prayer. God, make a way for me to jabber. And God doesn't quote unquote make a way for me to jabber. And I stay here in Nigeria, and it seems like, God, why did you leave me in this place? Maybe right there in that unanswered prayer, there are answers to your prayers there. Hmm. But also, for people who feel like their prayers are not getting answered, I think there's a place of waiting on God. I think there's that place of, if I trust God to do it, if I trust his ability to do it, I don't care how much time has gone, I will wait on him. I think if you use the example of Abraham, Abraham was loved by God, but his prayers didn't get answered early. That didn't make him loved less of God. Mm-hmm. He waited on God. There, there's a place in our faith that requires a waiting. Sometimes a painful waiting, sometimes an uncomfortable waiting, but a waiting on God. Mm. Yeah, that's what I think. Mm. And trust me, I still have unanswered prayers yeah, sometimes. But yeah. I think I think what will never be a question is God's ability to answer my prayers. I think the ability is not a question. He's able to answer it. Um, but for other reasons that maybe on my part my fault or other other things do you get what i mean like yeah. there may be other things that are contributory to a delay in answers but not the ability of god to answer those prayers yeah what you just said reminded me of what i saw on twitter one day <laughs> and the person was like do not um do not measure god's love they may maybe the kind of miracles that you get or the or answers to prayer but by the time you begin to you know measure with how much you get answer you miss like mm-hmm. so you need to miss the whole point mm-hmm. so yeah really um, even uh, to, to to second that motion uh, the bible <laughs> talks about how god allows rain to fall on the good and the bad mm. and god, god said god was saying that if you ask wicked men you i mean your earthly fathers who are who have a nature they don't have a nature of kindness like god does if i ask my earthly father for um, bread he won't give me a scorpion he won't give me a stone mm-hmm. so uh, there is also the nature of god that does not show his love for you by his gifts to you mm-hmm. i think that's an earthly parents thing mm-hmm. your parents show you that they love you by the quantity of gifts oh you are the first class you are the first class so you come and take come a car take. i don't think god is that type of god that gives you gifts or blesses you based on uh, to show all his blessings reflect how much he loves, he loves you or hates you. you so if he blesses you more he loves you more if he blesses you less he loves you less 
I don't think that's I don't nah. I don't nah I don't think that's good. So yeah, it's just my just my flaw too. Yeah. <laughs> so the final myth that we want to demystify, right? How about those who believe that prayer is passive? Oh, I can't wait for God. Like the guy didn't think that you know, like I think it's closely related to what we just answered. But what would you say about people believing that prayer is a passive thing? Okay, so I think that it is whatever you believe in that works for you. Mm. So if I believe that when I pray, it works for me, it will work for me. If I believe that, you know, um, burning sage in my house works, it will work for that person. Do you you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that prayer is powerful and active Mm. when you're able to believe that it's powerful and active. I think that everyone who believes in Jesus Christ as you know as a lord as savior as friend as a lover as healer believes that their prayers are potent mm. so for a believer it's not just i am talking it's not just oh i'm just wasting time or passing out words it is i believe in the potency of my prayer and my prayer is able to make things happen so i think the first question should be what do you really believe in do you believe that these words you are speaking their spirit and life and do you believe that they work and so if you believe in the potency of the words then you will see the result of those words mm. Yeah, wow. Thank you so much. So I'm really glad that we've been able to clear out some of these, I won't call them misconceptions. Now that we've discussed this, how do you think, I'm a person trying to, you know, get strength on the grip of my prayer life and trying to get fortitude. I'm trying to have a stronger relationship with God. So practical steps, right? How do you think I can achieve this? How do you think I can grow to that point that I want to be? I mean, it won't happen in a day, of course, but like, how do you think we can you know, do this practically, basically? Okay, so um, I think baby steps, as simple as baby steps sound, baby steps grows your life more than anything else. Baby steps and discipline plus structure. So what do I mean? If a child is trying to walk, the child takes the first step, falls down, gets up again the, the next day and takes another step, falls down, takes another step until the baby is able to, able to put strength on their legs and stand and walk. So what am I saying? I think the first practical way I can give is read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. <laughs> Literally read your Bible, pray every day. That's, that's the first step. Because reading your Bible and praying every day gives you a structure. So now applying structure on that on that um, suggestion is to set a time. So set a 30 minute space every day. Worship, read your Bible, pray. Do it every day. It becomes a part of What if you're not able to do it every day? Come up with you know, some time. No, no, be like to be very honest, there are some days where, or, what, yeah. <laughs> or maybe, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that, um, that challenge on TikTok that we're using this song, um, though I'm hopeful, yes I am. Okay. And then I remember this particular video, there was a guy that said, oh, he opened his Bible to, pr- to read and then he slept off. He planned to fast for three days and then he ate. He wanted to pray, then he slept off. I mean, that happens. But I think, like I said, baby steps. Today you don't make it tomorrow, you implement it. Today you don't make it tomorrow, you, you, you get up and you keep at it. I think a lot of times people just desire that a garment of prayer falls on them. I think prayer, just like every other skill you have, requires discipline and it requires training and it requires your work it requires your your labor of love over it so i think praying also requires your labor of love 
put some time into it schedule a time for it if you feel like your, your days are usually crazy maybe if you get up in the morning I, I, I assure you that my shower time is probably one of my best prayer times because mm. I'm in the shower <laughs> I, I would never sing here for you guys but I'm in the shower I am singing I'm just talking to Jesus you heard me you, yes if, if, you're, if you're my roommate or if you were my roommate or I just sent to my room or somewhere surrounding my room or my friend or you come to my house before you would hear Jerry. you would hear me in the morning and mm. I'm telling you like don't waste the time you think you don't have like mm. utilize your time pray every day form a habit of it honestly and also I think beyond just forming a habit of praying every day I think journalizing is a very good way to pray to God I realized that I had a problem with opening up I, I, I've actually struggled in my life with like opening up like about my life I, I struggle with you know I'm very good at smiling and masking and just a lot of us are like that we can smile we can ask no one will know what's going on but I think that I, I, one day I realized that I had that problem so I took a journal, a very nice journal and I started to write down like okay Jesus, today this is what's affecting me this is what's wrong, it's a form of prayer as well because prayer is communication and I was communicating, oh I am so communicating true. with God, I think another way you can do it is make voice memos literally talking to Jesus mm. I don't think I've never heard this before make voice I've heard memos. the prayer journal time and I tried doing them but this verse I've never literally heard make voice memos talking to Jesus mm. I remember there was a day I misplaced my laptop charger I was so mad, I, I won't even say I misplaced it, I feel like the laptop charger walked away from me, left me, abandoned me <laughs> I couldn't find, I searched everywhere I retraced my steps on Imperial campus which I'm not there anymore I, people, I'm telling you, I will milk on this episode, I will milk the idea that I'm not a university student anymore I will it's milk fine, it it's fine, and, it's but yeah, like, and that day I was so mad I went back to my room and I cried I was like, God, what's good? Like, it felt like I was having such a bad day guess what, someone says because I didn't pray guess what, I prayed that morning I prayed and I was still having a bad day and a friend of mine said to me that don't think prayer absorbs you of having a bad day mm. prayer gives you the strength to face a bad day mm-hmm. so I think that you know and after like when I was done crying I mean I opened my phone and I made a voice and I was talk- literally just talking to Jesus like oh Jesus see what happened to me today my child I can't find it I don't know why if you can do a miracle and make me find it I don't mind though <laughs> a few weeks later someone like found my charger for me and just said oh somebody forgot the charger in my bag and I think it's yours I'm not even joking so I think for me like I, without even an expectation of the charger being found I think just talking to Jesus in that way was me expressing, expressing myself to him. to him I think a lot of people have that problem with expressing themselves with God and I think that's very very important wow thank you very much to me I just had to wait to me affair you know even if we did not talk about the reason that she struggled, the reason why you struggle with prayer, there are many reasons for it. There are many reasons. And yours could even be more messier, you know. It could be really messy. And that's okay. You know, that is fine. Like we said here today, baby steps. You know, accepting and acknowledging it and then trying to take baby steps, discipline, and then finally structure. I really had fun, you know, <laughs> I had fun recording this with Toby. And I hope you listening learned one or two things. It's a wrap for today. And, you know, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I really pray that God will grant everyone their heart desires. Most importantly, your journey with God, your work with God would get better by the day. So, guys, it's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in. You can listen to our previous episodes on the podcast. Till the next one, remain in God and God bless you. Bye-bye. Toby, you are saying bye to them. Bye. Thanks for listening to me. Toby, thanks for coming. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Bye.